Greenville Health System's vision is to transform health care for the benefit of the people and communities we serve. In order to better communicate, we proudly present this podcast series, Inside Health, brought to you by Greenville Health System. Here's Melanie Cole. If you've ever had inflamed sinuses, you know how uncomfortable that can be. My guest today is Dr. Drew Collins. He's an otolaryngologist with Greenville Health System. Welcome to the show, Dr. Collins. What is sinusitis, and how do we know if we have it? Well, generally speaking, sinusitis is just any sort of uh, inflammation of the sinuses. Uh, That can be anything from allergies to a bacterial infection or even a fungal infection. Um, sometimes determining whether someone actually has a sinus infection can be somewhat difficult just because of all the symptoms that go along with it can also be signs of other diseases like allergies or just upper respiratory infections. Uh, Probably the most classic sign is actual thick nasal drainage. We're talking like yellow or green drainage coming from the nose. Uh, There's some other factors too that we can uh, get into. So let's get into some of those. People see that green or yellow, and right away they think they have this kind of bacterial infection, and they head to the antibiotics. Is that always the best course? No, it's not, actually. Um, I know a lot of people really suffer with these uh, symptoms, so they want something to be done pretty quickly. But our our academy just recently uh, released some new guidelines for this. And really, we don't like to prescribe antibiotics unless someone is is really getting worse after seven days or their symptoms are extending beyond 10 days. The other sign that this may actually be a bacterial infection and not just a viral upper respiratory infection or allergies is if you have what we call double worsening. By double worsening, we mean that you get symptoms, you're doing pretty good for three or four days uh, in the middle there, and then you get worse again. That says to us that you've gone from something that started viral, started to get a little bit better, and then a bacterial infection hit. So those are, those are signs that you may need antibiotics and where your doctor should really be starting to think about antibiotics. Sometimes sinusitis or severe sinus infection are hard to even treat, and you have to be on an antibiotic for a long time to kind of get in there. So why is that? Why are sometimes these hard to treat? Well, that can have uh, multiple reasons behind it. Some people may have uh, allergies that just keep everything so inflamed that their, their sinuses never get out of sort of that inflammatory state. Some people with allergies develop something called uh, allergic polyps. These polyps actually are physical lumps in there caused by the allergies, and they block the outflow tracts of the sinuses. So it doesn't matter how much you treat uh, the infection, those sinuses can't drain like they normally should. Some people have uh, things like diabetes that make them just naturally harder to fight off any sort of infection, whatever that may be. And other people have anatomic problems, such as a deviated nasal septum, which is that middle wall in between your left and right nostril. If that, that can be bent over and, again, pushing against one of the outflow tracts of the sinuses. So sometimes we're up against some of these anatomic or other health problems that cause these sinus infections to just keep coming back or persist. Is there anything we can do to prevent them? We've heard about nasal lavage and irrigation and, you know, taking note of the triggers that are out there. What's your best advice for preventive measures for sinusitis? Well, probably the best thing is if you get an upper respiratory infection, just go ahead and get one of the uh, over-the-counter nasal saline rinses. 
these cause almost n- no harm. They're, they're very benign to use. They help you symptomatically, even with an upper respiratory infection, and they really can improve the, the clearance from uh, an upper respiratory in- infection and, and may help prevent uh, actually conversion to a bacterial sinusitis. They, the data on that's you know, somewhat uh, uh, sparse, but it, it's a good idea, and, and just in my practice, I've seen that be helpful. Uh, another thing is if you are an allergy patient, is to actually work with your doctor to stay on top of your allergies. You know, once you get behind the eight ball, so to speak, with allergies, you know, that can be a very difficult situation to get back out of. So getting on a regimen that really keeps your allergy symptoms uh, uh, at bay is a, is a great idea. Oftentimes, people with allergies are the people that are getting recurrent sinusitis or sinusitis that won't clear. Tell us a little bit about decongestants, because some of the ones that are on the market, I've even heard that you shouldn't use for more than a day or two when people are really stuffed up. Dr. Collins, they just are looking for anything, and certain products, maybe like Afrin, can actually aggravate the sinuses, much less, you know, de-inflame them, Correct. Correct. Um, you know, I, I do agree that in the acute setting, you know, when you're miserable, some decongestants can be great. They, they help uh, open your nose up, you breathe better, you feel a little bit better. Uh, people definitely with high blood pressure should be very cautious of using any of those products, whether it's pills like Sudafed or Afrin uh, or um, any of the decongestant sprays because they can affect your blood pressure. So if you're on blush blood pressure medication, you should talk to your doctor before using any of them for any reason. But for the average person, just two or three days is sufficient with particularly the nasal sprays. If you use them more than about four to six days, they actually start to have a reverse effect. It's called a rebound effect. And what what used to decongest you now will cause you to become more congested. And this is how people get, quote unquote, hooked on these medications. They get to the point where they need them to breathe at all. So that's why we say just a short-term course of them. Are there any surgical treatments for sinusitis, chronic sinusitis, that just doesn't seem to go away? Absolutely. Um, Here at the GHS at at Mountain Lakes Ear, Nose, Throat, we perform surgery several times a week for sinusitis. Now, it's certainly not the first-line treatment for sinusitis, but uh, if you're having recurrence infections or ones that won't go away, your primary care doctor may refer you to us. And this is where we analyze the anatomic factors that may be going on, whether you have polyps, uh, that sort of thing. We'll, we'll then get a CAT scan of your sinuses, and that will show us if there are any anatomic things that we can do something about to help the sinuses function better. So there are multiple different uh, surgical techniques that we have to treat sinusitis in in the patient who can't get over it medically. So is this endoscopic type surgery? Is it not very invasive? What can people expect if they do have to have it? Sure. Well, actually, over the last 30 years, we've had seen this incredible evolution of sinus surgery. What used to be open technique, where we actually had to make some external incisions, then went to endoscopic sinus surgery, where we could actually use a small endoscope and just go through the natural openings of the, sin- uh, of the nostril. Uh, that allowed us to uh, be much less invasive, uh, get people back to work and life a lot quicker. Um, we've also had some advances in our guidance systems. Uh, literally, I can get a CAT scan of you, 
be operating in your nose while you're under anesthesia, touch an area in your nose and see right where I am on the CAT scan. This also allowed us to be uh, less invasive, go right to where the anatomic problem is and solve it. And, and, and more recently, we've had the exciting advance of what's called balloon sinuplasty. Now, what this is, is a device similar to what cardiologists use to uh, a balloon open clogged blood vessels. We use a small catheter that slides into the natural opening of the sinus. We then expand a balloon, and that actually opens that area, allowing better drainage. This can often be done even in, in the office under uh, topical uh, and injectable anesthesia. I myself actually had it done uh, by my colleague here in the office, and it's actually quite tolerable. So with the balloon sinuplasty or the image-guided surgery, how long can you expect them to last? Well, it just depends on some of the other factors that you have going on. If you're someone with severe allergies, if you have other immune issues, if you're diabetic, uh, you may be in that, that 10 to 15% of, of unfortunate patients where even with sinus surgery, you may still need to be on medical treatment. But for about 80 to 85% of people, when we do surgery, we can theoretically get them lifelong improvement. If we can go in there and solve some of the anatomic problems that were part of their problem in the first place, then theoretically that anatomic problem is gone and your, your sinus sinus is, is much better, or at least much easier to get rid of if you do occasionally get one. And Dr. Collins, in just the last minute or two, if you would, give listeners your best advice for those suffering with inflamed sinuses, sinusitis, and why they should come to Greenville Health System for their care. Well, sure. I mean, you don't have to suffer with this. That's, that's my first message to people is they think that it's just a normal course of, of things and, then, oh, it's just sinusitis. Well, we actually know that the impact of sinusitis is huge. Uh, some quality of life studies have shown that people have uh, worse quality of life scores than people with chronic back pain, congestive heart, heart failure, and even uh, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. So this disease can really in impact you. So seek treatment early, and if you're having more than, I'd say even one a year, let your doctor know about it. Uh, let them know that you have symptoms uh, so that they can actually work with you to try to, to get rid of this disease. Now, um, here at GHS, we have the full range of sinus surgery available. Here at Mountain Lakes ENT in, in Seneca, we perform uh, sinus surgery every day, and we have all of the, the latest techniques, as uh, do they uh, at the Greenville uh, uh, Center as well. Thank you so much. It's great information. You're listening to Inside Health with Greenville Health System. For more information, you can go to ghs.org. That's ghs.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.